bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater, produced in Hollywood and transcribed for release at this more convenient time. Drifting along, singing a song under a Western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, here are the riders of the Purple Sage. Hear my song as I ride along, I'm just a happy roving cowboy. Herding the dark clouds out of the sky, keeping the heavens blue. Nowhere to go and nothing to do, I'm just a happy roving cowboy. Let me ride that long trail down to the end where the skies are always blue. Hear my song as I ride along, I'm just a happy roving cowboy. Herding the dark clouds out of the sky, keeping the heavens blue. Spending my time, I'm just a happy roving cowboy. Let me sing my song till they call me home to the land beyond the blue. Hear my song as I ride along, I'm just a happy roving cowboy. Hurting the dark clouds out of the sky, keeping the heavens blue. Well, friends, hello. This is Foy Willing saying welcome to your all-star Western theater where the boys and I have the privilege of bringing you our Western stories and songs. And now, since we've already got things underway with a fast song, we'll take it easy on this next number and be a little sentimental. The song, Have I Told You Lately That I Love You. Have I told you lately that I love you? Could I tell you once again somehow? Have I said with all my heart and soul how I adore you? Well, darling, I'm telling you now. My world would end without a memory of you. I'm no good without you anyhow. Oh, have I told I love you Well, darling I'm telling you I'm no good 
Tuning up for another song, let me give you folks a tip straight from the old chuck wagon. It's about something white and fresh and with a flavor to suit the whole family. Weber's bread, of course. The good bread wrapped in the bright blue gingham wrapper. Well, the thing to remember about Weber's bread is it's baked by experts. Weber's bakers are experts because they love their work. And why not? That fresh, yeasty, good bread aroma puts real zest in everybody's efforts at the bakery. Now, such concentration is bound to pay off in fine bread. And it has. Weber's bread comes out of our ovens just plain good to the last crumb. That smooth, good taste is the reason Weber's bread has become the toast of Western homes. So next time, buy the loaf and the blue gingham wrapper. Fresh, good Weber's bread. Now the writers of the Purple Sage sing for you their arrangement of a musical tribute to one of the great Western states, Oregon. Oregon! Oregon! of the Purple Sage have another of their stories to tell you. This is the one they call Apple Pie and Arsenic. In the West, where distances are so great, you're liable to see in use a dozen different means of locomotion in a day. There are those who prefer the super chief and those who must, of necessity, ride the ancient branch line. The same country road that's used by the new station wagon is also used by the trembling old Model T. And if you look up, you'll be amazed at how many Stetson-hatted pilots are guiding their own private craft through the western sky. Still, the ever-faithful horse is standard equipment, and very often preferred, as in the case of the riders of the Purple Sage. However, much as they might prefer to ride their horses to the rodeo at Burning Springs, time doesn't permit. So Foy Willing, Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, and Scotty Harrell are riding into the town of Tolton to take the train to Burning Springs. How much time we got before the train leaves, Foy? About 20 minutes, Johnny. Ain't we cutting it awful close? Yeah, but we'll make it all right. 
Boy, Al and me can put the horses on if you and Johnny go buy the tickets for us. That's a good idea, Scotty. We'll do that. Oh, oh. oh. Darn, if I don't think we could ride the horses to Burning Springs and get there as fast as that train will go. <laughs> it looks pretty ancient, all right. Ancient? Why, that train had chin whiskers when Lincoln was in the White House. Johnny and I'll see you guys in the chair car. Sure, yeah. Hey, Johnny. Help me pull this seat the other way. Then Al and Scotty can sit facing us. You consider that an advantage? <laughs> Come on, help me. All right. Well, I never thought anything on this train would move without an act of Congress. Boy, Al thinks he ought to stay in the boxcar with the horses. Oh? Well, all right. Hey, some cute little old train, huh? Reminds me of the Tunaville trolley. Oh, come, Scotty, old man. You know, it's much more like the super cheap. Johnny's comical at times, ain't he, boy? Wish this was one of those times. Now, wait a minute, Egghead. Good morning. Oh. Uh, good morning, ma'am. Lovely specimens, all of them. Beg your pardon, ma'am? Oh, I was just thinking out loud. It's a habit of mine. Oh. I wonder if this fourth seat is taken. Uh, No, ma'am, it ain't. Now, isn't that fortunate? The train is crowded today, and although there are a couple of seats unoccupied, they're opposite such dull-looking people. And I like to sit and talk to young, interesting folks. Well, all three of us are young, and I'm interesting. (laughs) Oh, that's more like it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any fun at all to travel on a train. If you don't need interesting people, just put my paper sack up there on the rack, will you, young man? Sure. My name is Cotter. Grandma Cotter. Everybody calls me... Well, Mrs... Grandma? Well, Grandma Cotter, I'm Paul Willie. This is Johnny Paul, and you're sitting next to Scotty Harrell. We're the riders of the Purple Sage. Oh, you don't say. Well, now, is that comfortable? Why? My, I don't suppose I've seen any sage for the longest time of a time. Not since I stuffed a turkey for Thanksgiving. Will you just hold my hat, young man? It's resting heavy on my head. Well, uh, sure, Grandma. Oh, lovely boy, your friend. A lovely boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what position does he ride on the sage? Grandma, I don't guess you understand. And purple. Well, is that sage spoiled? Or That's what? just a name we have, Grandma. Take it, please. I'm ready. Oh, oh, you're just fooling people. Well, you see, Grandma, we're an act. An act? Quiet, please. We're going to the rodeo in Burning Springs to perform. We sing. Oh. Opera stars. Well, horse opera. Oh, your horses sing too? Let me have your tickets, please. Grandma Carter. I'm not interested in speaking to you. Go away, please, or I'll call the authorities. But, Grandma, when did you. I mean, it's nice to see you again. Boys, protect me. This man's a masher. Why, Grandma, this man is just a conductor. <laughs> he knows you, Grandma. He's fresh. But, Grandma, I'm just pleased to see you again, that's all. Especially if you're, uh, mm. <clears throat> well... You're impertinent. And if you don't mind your own business, I'll have my grandsons here shoot you to death. Grandsons? These boys are your grandsons? And they're known far and wide as very, very top hombres. Heavenly days. Why, I didn't know you had any grandsons, Grandma. Well, then meet Dead Eye Harold, hmm? Johnny the Finer... Me? And Foy of the Very Long Fang. <laughs> Grandma's joking you, Conductor. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> give, give him our tickets, Johnny. Yeah, sure. One of these tickets is for Al Slowey. He's in the boxcar with the horses. Yeah, two guns, Slowey. He's not a grandson. All right, Grandma, whatever you say. Quiet, oh, where's your ticket? Well, my grandsons will pay my fare. What? Besides, I'm a stockholder in this railroad. Don't you have your ticket, Grandma? I bought one in the station. And just before I got on the train, 
A sneak thief grabbed it out of my hand, and here I am, subjected to the indignity of being asked for something I haven't got. Well, my gosh, Grandma. We'll pay for your ticket. Don't try. Oh, oh you're sweet, did I? Well, now, it's all right, boys. We know Grandma Carter. We'll, uh, we'll deduct it from the next dividend on your stock, Grandma. Well, you're very kind, and, uh... I'll bake you an apple pie and send it to you. That won't be necessary. Thank you just the same. Tickets? Have your tickets ready, please. Apple pie? That's my favorite dish. Is it, Johnny? Oh, you said it, Grandma. Fresh baked hot apple pie with cream on it. (laughs) Oh, this is wonderful. You like to bake apple pies, do you, Grandma? Oh, I love to, Foy. And especially for boys like you. Why, I'll bake you boys the prettiest, loveliest apple... Where are you boys staying in Burning Springs? Why, at the hotel, I guess. Oh, no, you're not. But that's the only place to stay, Grandma. No, it's not. But... Besides, you get more than you pay for in the Burning Springs Hotel. Uh, such as what? Bites in the night. I'll sleep under the stars. Well, someday you will, Johnny. But this time you're going to stay at my house. You're yeah, inviting us? Mm, I certainly am inviting you. And I insist you accept. Well... Why, I wouldn't have my grandsons in Burning Springs and not staying with me. Grandma, why do you call us your grandsons? Why do you call me Grandma? (laughs) That's a good (laughs) question, Grandma. (laughs) You told us to call you Grandma, and we aren't your grandsons. Oh, Johnny, I never had any grandsons, and I always wanted some. And I wanted them to be just like you boys. Strong, upstanding cowboys who sing in operas. So if I have my little dream, you'll forgive me, won't you? Johnny, aren't you ashamed of yourself? But I was oh, just... never mind, Johnny. You hurt my feelings. But honest, Grandma, I you, didn't... You cut me to quick. There's only one way you can redeem yourself. All right, I'll do it. Stay in my house while you're in Burning Springs. All right, Grandma. We'll stay with you. To tell you the truth, I think it'd be wonderful. Where is your house? Oh, just about two miles out of town. And you mustn't mind how the place looks. Uh, I've been visiting, and I bet things are in an unholy mess. Oh, that won't bother us any. Well, maybe I can keep your mind off the way things look by baking you lots of apple pies. Oh, that's for me. I'll bake you apple pies for breakfast and dinner and supper. And for eating just before bedtime, too, huh? Oh, my, yes. My mouth's beginning to water. Mine, too, boy. Mine's been watering. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm famous all over for my wonderful apple pies. But as long as you boys are there, I'll bake them only for you. Well, how do you like riding on my horse with me, Grandma? Oh, I, I just think it's wonderful, boy. Elegant. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, that's your house up there on the right? That's it, Johnny. I thought I recognized it from your description. Sure looks deserted. Oh, I've been visiting, I told you, Johnny. Oh, gracious, look at those weeds. Oh, I'll bet my verbenas had a terrible struggle. Boy, as soon as we get Grandma settled, don't you think we ought to ride back into town and register for the rodeo? Yeah, we'll have to, Scotty. We don't all have to go, do we? 
Grandma will probably need some help around the house. Oh, I'll bet I could use a couple of strong young men, all right. Well, Scotty, you and I will stay and help Grandma. All right. And Johnny and I will go register for us and find out when we're on the program. Oh, I'll declare. I'll bet I don't have a stitch of food in the house. Well. I'll bet my kitchen cupboard is as bare as a bigamist's conscience. You give us a list of groceries and we'll bring them back, Grandma. Oh, you're the sweetest boys. My, my, my grandsons. We got everything, boy? Johnny, if we haven't, what we've missed is going to wait. We got enough grub here for 20 hands at Harvey's time. Yeah. Let's see. Potatoes, flour, lard, sugar, salt, pepper, canned vegetables, canned fruit, pork roast, beef roast, a ham, bacon, apples, coffee, milk, cream, and poison. Eggs. We better get some eggs. Yeah, but what are we going to do about the poison, Foy? Let it go. She wants it to kill rats with, but you can't buy poison in a grocery store. We'll get it tomorrow. Where? In a drugstore, or I don't know, somewhere. Incidentally, Foy, you know who's paying for this grub, don't you? Johnny, Paul, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. That nice little old lady is putting us up for three days and going to the trouble to cook for us and bake some of her famous apple pies, and you start quibbling about who pays for the groceries. Oh. Well, smite me, master. Then let's get on out there. It's nearly four o'clock, and I'm hungry. Oh, boy, Johnny. I'm going to give you both a great big kiss. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, such a beautiful big pile of groceries. One thing we couldn't get, Grandma, but we'll get it tomorrow. What? The poison. You didn't get the poison? Why, no. Did you especially need it tonight? The rats will, will wait, Grandma. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. The rats will wait. <laughs> anyway, I think I may have a little bit of poison left on the top shelf. Well, that'll take care of three or four of them. Yes, four, I think. Now, the firing range is going, and I'll start a nice apple pie right away. And we'll have some ham and some mashed potatoes with ham gravy. Oh, brother. And I want you boys to go work up a nice big appetite. Mine don't need working oh, up. Oh, yes, it does. Grandma doesn't like to see anything left on the table. So you boys go out there behind the barn and help Al and Scotty dig that hole underneath the cottonwood tree. What hole? A hole I'm going to bury some things in. <laughs> Made pretty good time, Hank. Not quite five. Yeah. She's here all right. Smoke coming out the chimney. Oh, look, George. Four horses. She's found some pigeons already. Yeah, and I think we're just in time, Hank. All set for half of a nice apple pie. <laughs> Boy, she can really bake them. You got the poison? Yeah, let's go. We'll walk right in. No knocks. Yeah. thinks it's her pigeons. Yeah. You're supposed to go on digging that hole until I call you to... <gasps> you mean, mean men. Hello, Grandma. Go away at once, you fresh things. If you don't, I'll call my grandsons. Oh, it's grandsons this time, huh? Yeah, they'll put a string to your fiddle, four of them. Get ready, getting ready to bake an apple pie, Grandma? Yes, I am, and you can't have any of it unless you help me find one of the ingredients. The poison? Yes, I'm at the mercy of four desperate criminals who want the deed to my property. And they threatened to kill me unless I gave it to them. I thought they were your grandsons. Oh, they're desperate criminals. 
And I can save myself by giving them poisoned apple pie. And you should. And we brought the poison with us to help you. You have? Here it is. Oh, you lovely boys. My nephew. My dear nephew. Uh, don't get weepy, Grandma. Just bake the apple pie. Oh, right away. We'll fix those desperate criminals, won't we? You bet. And, Hank, you better go out and see that they don't get away, if you know what I mean. I know. She's crazy? She's nutty as a fruitcake, boys. Well, doggone if that isn't hard to believe. She escaped from the sanitarium over in Tolton this morning. The conductor in the branch line phoned us when he saw her on the train. Well, how do you like that? Her specialty is baking apple pies with poison in them. Oh, no. She's baking one right now. We'll let her finish it before we take her away. That uh, was the pie that was meant for us. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that hole you've just dug was meant for you, too. What? Get out, out, out of here. So you better stay outside till we get ready to take her away. It'll be about 30 or 40 minutes. Darned if I ain't tired of sitting in this barn... 40 minutes by now, ain't it, boy? 45, and they haven't left yet. Let's go peek in the kitchen window. I'm so hungry, I'm weak in the knees. Me too, Scotty. Come on, let's go peek in the window. All right, come on. Shh, what? Why, them doggone guys, they're just finishing up our apple pie. I don't get it. There wasn't any poison in that pie. Come on, boys. There's something fishy here. We'd like to know what's the big idea, you birds. Uh-oh. Start talking, George. There's more of them than there are of us. Oh, nephews, you shouldn't have eaten that pie. These are the four desperate criminals. Desperate, desperate criminals? Somebody's got to do some talking around here and do it fast. Well, all right. It's this way, boys. Grandma makes the best apple pies in the world. But she won't bake them unless she puts poison in them. They are trying to get the deed to my property. So, over at the sanitarium, we give her a little box of powdered sugar marked poison. And she bakes pies practically all day long. Yeah. We get more good apple pies that way. But this one, this was meant for us. We ought to punch you right in the nose. Maybe you ought to stop and think, too. If we hadn't got here, you'd have eaten an apple pie, all right. And it would have had poison in it. Oh? 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 No. Come along, Grandma. Oh, but nephews, you don't understand that these four men are desperate criminals. I even know their names. They're Dead Eye Slowey, Johnny the Whiner, Two Coming Harold, and Boy with a Very Long Pain. Well, fellas, I know of a little cafe in Burning Springs that's supposed to have real good apple pie. Will you, you shut, shut up? Folks, did you ever add up all the little things that help make home a happy place? You know, that favorite easy chair, the lawn you're so proud of, those familiar pictures on the wall, and those home-cooked meals, hmm, where everybody eats like a horse because the food's so good. Well, it's dollars to donuts. Your family, like every other family, builds most of those fine home meals around good, fresh bread. Weber's bread, for instance, the kind that comes in the bright blue gingham wrapper. Now, Weber's bread has been a family favorite in the West for years. We think the reason is more than a golden brown crust or a fine white texture. Well, sure, those things are true of Weber's bread, but you'll find the real secret of Weber's bread is a just plain good taste that goes over with the whole family. And listen, mothers, Weber's bread is healthful food, too. 
makes big kids out of little ones. So buy a loaf of Weber's bread next time you need bread. Look for the bright blue gingham wrapper. And now the writers of the Purple Sage have for you a song which, by reason of its popular acceptance, has become one of the great pieces of Western music, Song of the Sierras. Sing a song of the Sierra Let me dream of mountains high Let me hear the cattle the coyote's lonely cry. Let me hear guitars a-strumming on an old familiar tune. While a cowboy sings his love song, The song remind my true love that I'll see does it for this time, friends. We're always glad when you can be with us, and we invite you to join us again next week. Before we go, we want to thank Irene Tedrow, Tyler McVeigh, and John T. Smith for helping us tell our story. This is Foy Willing speaking for Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, and Scotty Harrell, the writers of the Purple Sage, saying so long and the best of luck to all of you. Drifting along, singing a song. From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. The script was written and directed by Scott Farnworth. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking. Your all-star Western theater was transcribed and brought to you by the bakers of that good Weber's bread. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System.